This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Everybody back. Except for T.J. Edwards. And underneath, here we go. Osborne makes the initial catch. And that ball's out. Madison laterals. Osborne back in control. Dobbs has got it. This looks like a forward pass. And an illegal (laughs) forward pass at that. But we're going to keep playing. Yeah, this is entertaining. It's not going to count, but keep it rolling. And with the Benny Hill music. (laughs) That was the final play from the thriller in Minnesota last night. I I mean, not really. It wasn't a thriller. It was. It only had one entertaining quarter. I thought that was going to be a better football game, to be quite honest. Final score. Good news for Patriots fans, though, as we try to draw each and every road in all of our various podcasts and media outlets here at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Back to Boston, the breaking Boston angle for Tuesday morning, November 28th, 2023 is the Bears win. Therefore, the Patriots win. How's that possible, Andy? Well, because I'll tell you, I don't want you to have to break a sweat. The reason is the Bears win, thereby that locks the Patriots for the time being into the number three overall draft pick for the 2024 NFL draft, which of course this weekend, Julian Edelman famously said time to stop trying to win. We need to start losing games. As I paraphrase his tweet, we're on to April 25th, 2024. So while the game itself was pretty boring, kind of a fun finish over the last half of the quarter, the bears drive, kick a field goal, five, 10 seconds left. And now they have four wins. Damn it, they still have Carolina's first overall pick, but starting to look pretty good that the Pats may finish top three. That's a building block for your future coming out of uh, an up and down, but more entertaining than not, week 12 in the NFL. 
Yeah, there was a lot that went on, some of it pretty, some of it pretty ugly. Uh, certainly last night in the Patriots games would be two examples of the pretty ugly part. Uh, I, I felt like I was watching a Patriots game. Ugly interceptions, turnovers, field goals, no points, just screen passes where basically all anyone could complete. Um, that was that was yeah, a bad football yeah. game. That was that was that was bad. What happened um, to the magic of the past or not? What happened? Um, the wheels of the wheels have come off the pumpkin and it has crashed upon reentry. Same thing that always happens to those types of guys, the Gardner Minshews or whoever. They're journeymen for a reason. Like I know we like to think everybody in the NFL is a moron and on your yo, your seventh team will be the one that figures out that you're better than the first six realized you were. Nope. You're a journeyman for a reason. And that's not to say he stinks or is without skill, but he is not a franchise quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback. He may not be a starting quarterback when he comes back from the bye week. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was sort of non-committal on Dobbs after the game, uh, continuing to start for them. So not all that was his fault. I mean, he hit Addison right in the hands in a perfect throw that got on him too quickly. Hell, you're an NFL receiver. I don't care how quickly it's coming. Catch a goddamn ball. Like, that pisses me off when they make excuses for receivers. Because, well, it always falls on the quarterback. We're going to spend time ripping Mac Jones this week and Bailey Zappi. Well, guess what? Receivers blow too. There's a lot of really bad receivers in the National Football League who, just because they're fast and sometimes catch the ball, we put on these pedestals. They suck. They cause turnovers. They make life harder on their quarterbacks. And I don't know why I just went on a rant about how. I was going to say that just that was a wait. It's why geez for Giving Tuesday. The whole idea is you're supposed to be charitable and generous, not giving people the business. Will first take or any of those shows? They're not going to talk about Jordan Addison sucking. And not being able to well, stay in bounds and not having to catch the ball. They're going to talk about Dobbs being replaced because he threw four picks. like And, and led him on the long team bomb team. down out of bounds. Yeah, he, so he like, that was a, that was a, they, they, they got together on that play. Like Dobbs threw it a little too far towards the boundary. And then Addison didn't watch his feet and try to make a boundary all. play. Yeah, but he, no lo- he lost his foot. Addison. Addison will well, be a good young receiver for the Vikings, whereas Dobbs will be replaced. And like. It's not all on the quarterback. It's not always the quarterback, even though the quarterback's the most important position in sports, most important position in football. We've learned that in New England over the last four or five years, blah, blah, blah. Um, But elsewhere, you talk about the Patriots getting a two-game lead on a top three pick, thanks to Chad Ryland this weekend. Also Mm -hmm. interesting that with Frank Reich being fired, I'm a firm believer that you get bumps generally, whether it's the Raiders, mm-hmm. the Colts, like bad football teams get bumps from firings because some portion of the locker room is like, thank God that guy's gone and gets like a little energy boost. I'm not saying you will, because quite frankly, I think the, the Carolina Panthers stink. I think they have a tar- terrible roster, rookie quarterback, the whole thing. But if you're a Patriots fan, maybe you can talk yourself into getting a little bump out of Carolina with a new coach. Uh, down the stretch here this season, maybe now you can move up. They get six six games to glory themselves. Uh, so if the Pats lose out and Arizona wins a game and Carolina wins two of their final six, we'll say, then that's that's the path for the New England Patriots to get the first overall pick, thereby certifying that they get whoever they want, uh, be it quarterback, receiver, Tackle, long snapper. Take the tackle and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Defensive end, uh, safety, whatever it is. That. I know. That, well, that's if that's where now we're making lame jokes that are about the, the coach and general manager who probably 
will not be making said selections next year as well. Your boy Kyle Brandt, NFL Network. Ah, Melichick having the number one pick. And then he made some dorky reference to something I've never seen on some show. Well, he's Boy, not going to be making the number one. You are, I will say, at least you're being an equal opportunity offender today on Giving Tuesday, giving everyone hell. Yes. Is, I'm yeah, angry. God I can, I can tell for some reason. I have no idea why. You just you woke up and chose why. violence. You know, I, 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 months you need ago, a good, like, you need a good driveway to uh, you need a good driveway to shovel or like a, a tree to chop down today. Something to get rid of this anxiety and this energy mm-hmm. and this aggravation. And this is well here. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I, I felt actually, believe it or not, I felt some of this Sunday night when we wrapped up the Six Rings postgame show. And here's why. Because by the time we wrapped and then, you know, at 730, we finished taking three hours of angry calls, trying to sift through the morass and the garbage fest that was 10-7. Morass. Yeah, my, please. No, no, you are more ass today than I. But I thought, yes. Oh, thank you. You're more on. I'm more ass. No, okay. And you and you're also more off. So uh, I finished that. We finished the post game show. By the time I go out, say hello to the kids, check in, um, grab a beverage. It's like seven fifty. I turn on the TV. It's like mother effer. I missed the game of the year. Yep. You have got to be kidding me. I had to talk like if you're and listen, small first world problem here, folks. I understand that my job took me away from the best football game of the year. But when you're a football fan. And the team that you cover, the team that you've always been a fan of, the team that you love, sucks out loud, sucks from sucks from ear to ear, from head to toe, from here to Hanoi, sucks all over the place, just flat out sucks, right, th- this year. When your favorite football team is this bad and you have a chance to at least watch a good football game every now and again to redeem your love and your dedication to the sport of American football and the NFL, and you miss it because you have to talk about Chad Ryland, Bill Belichick, and how terrible this team is this year. That's frustrating as hell. Like, the, I was legitimately bummed out. Like, you mean I could have been watching Eagles Bills, which was basically the regular season equivalent of the 13 seconds game from two years ago? Instead, we're talking to Paul and Braintree and Ronnie and Bill. Rick. They're all very nice. Terrific, tremendous people. Terrific. But we missed the, the best game of the year. And it really was, too, by the way. Side uh, question to that as we talk a little bit overall NFL and how those things affect the Patriots, um, as we do each and every Tuesday on Breaking Boston. Um, do you believe in the turnaround that has come? Like, you talk about bumps from teams. Um, obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals were not able to get a bump going from Joe Burrow to Jake Browning, who has become the 50th starter this year in the NFL, one of the many reasons why this year the overall quality of play is so down in the National Football League. Uh, but do you think the Bills have gotten a bump moving on from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady, who was great calling plays for Burrow at LSU, languished under Matt Rule, as everyone did in Carolina, and now seems to have uh, kind of unlocked uh, Josh Allen all over again in Buffalo? Yeah, uh, without having watched every single snap I, of the Bills under Brady, and I know they're talking a little bit more about motion and some of the different things that he's doing mm-hmm. to help Josh Allen, I can't answer that fully. I can tell you this. Like, all these people that think Josh Allen's the most overrated player in the NFL, and he stinks, and he sucks, and he's a this, and he, everybody's putting his flopping videos on the internet this week mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, leads the league in turnovers in one single position since he came into the league. I'll take his talent. Also leads the league in touchdowns, total touchdowns at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, <clears throat> but I He's just awesome. think he is 
I think he's probably the best player in the NFL when he's on because he can just mm-hmm. do things. We talked mm-hmm. about it a few years ago against the Patriots. He can run through you or around you. He can throw through you, over you, around you. Like he can do everything you need to do on an NFL field, and he is unreal. Now, he can be an idiot. Yes, he's got old school gunslinger, Drew Bledsoe, Brett Favre, whatever you want to call it to him. There is that. But he's a great player, and he can carry a team at any point against any team. But guess what? The flip side of the ball that we should be talking about is the Philadelphia Eagles that just keep winning, just find a way to win, have one loss on the season. Oh, long, long ago, you hung with them on opening day, but that mm-hmm. the teams have gone in very different directions since then. Um, it's uh, Someone described them on ESPN on Monday as very 2004 Patriots-esque, like no matter what, they hung around and found ways to win games. I, I wouldn't do a specific comparison other than say, that's what a champion does. They look like a Correct. champion. Find a way to win kind of team. Do it in different ways. Defense, offense, like running, get whatever. They find a way to win. They're a good football team with an interesting coach that I still haven't decided whether I like or dislike. I think I dislike, but I'm not totally sure. Can um, we give him his props or at least can we give him his flowers for his inability to find Sean McDermott on field after the game led to him going to the Bills locker room? knocking and asking if it was okay to say good game coach. Right. Uh, that's a gentleman's move. And then he, you know, throws F-bombs at the Kansas City crowd. <laughs> like, he's an emotional dude. He's a weird dude in a lot of ways. Um, but he's I feel the like right you guys dude. would get along. <laughs> he, I, probably. You're probably accurate. You know, you hate what you don't, what you are too similar to. Um, we're not often. We are similar. Um, but his players love him. The, they love to play for him. I watched an interview with A.J. Brown this weekend talking. He just started laughing when a question was asked about Nick Sirianni and the way he handles himself. But they're a good football team. And I would say the same thing about the Chiefs. I know they are in the two seed mm-hmm. right now, but the Chiefs are going to be there at the end. I know it's cliche and boring and trite and whatever you want to call it. The Chiefs are going to be there at the end. The Ravens are interesting, but we're seeing that separation now. We've kind of, I think, decided who the top, four or five teams in the NFL are two or three teams in each conference. And it doesn't mean there can't be upsets along the way, but you know, Tom Brady time post November, this is where it matters. This winning time. Yeah. We're starting to see mm-hmm. who the really good teams are. And on the flip side of that, we've already established who the really clearly bad established who the bad teams are. And we know that the team that we cover, we watch and we care about and have dedicated so much time to is definitely, definitely Ooh. one of those bad teams. Ugh. Um, In the NFC, it seems now, especially after what we saw on Thanksgiving Day, uh, Green Bay finally turning the offense on and uh, attacking Detroit right from Jump Street um, and and pulling off a huge surprise. I mean, that must have killed so many money line parlays that day um, on FanDuel. The Packers would be like Detroit has obviously shown some flaws. We all know how you feel about Jared Goff. It seems like we are just streaking towards a team with a losing record is ahead in the NFC South once again, so we can just go ahead and write them off as well. We're streaking towards a NFC conference, an NFC Finals rematch. The NFC Championship game absolutely should be San Francisco, Philadelphia. Yep. I'll be back in Philly, and so long as San Francisco has a healthy quarterback, we should finally get the game that we were deprived of last year in the AFC. Um, and by the way, I think it would be fun if the Packers went on a winning streak and snuck in as a wild card team. Seattle is showing their flaws. Um, <laughs> We know Dallas is a as a division winning good wild card team that is playing behind the Eagles and they're playing some damn good football now as well. In the AFC, it's Ravens are on top nine and three. 
not perfect, but probably going to ha- be heard from by the end. Chiefs are definitely back in the mix. It'll, all roads will lead to, through, or around Kansas City. And then everyone else is just sort of like, yeah, you know, Jags, when they want to be, seem like they're good, but I don't think they're great yet. The Texans, they're squeaking and trying. Buffalo also showed Sunday that when all things move in the right direction for them, they can keep up with anyone as well. Would it surprise you if Buffalo snuck in and then made some postseason noise? Absolutely not. If they can get in, they're they're one of those classic, yeah, I don't really want to play them. There's plenty of other teams in this little mix that I'd like to square up against. I do not want to see Josh Allen and company because, as we said, he's so talented that on any given day, he can kind of single-handedly beat you. But in the end, I mean, I think the top two seeds have established themselves on both sides. And as you said, a rematch of the NFC title game and then a rematch of the Super Bowl wouldn't be the worst thing with Lamar Jackson kind of waving from the side saying, hey, I might be in this conversation too. Um, And then you have a few pretender teams like that next group. I don't know who you think of is the most respectable in that next group of like Detroit, Dallas, Jacksonville. Are they do they legitimately have a shot or are they regular? Pittsburgh. Yeah, no Pittsburgh. I, I can't even imagine. I, I don't understand how, I don't they, know how they win. Every time Tomlin I look at it, I'm like, the record. the record looks wrong, even though I know it's right. Like, do they have seven wins? Like, how is that yeah. even possible? They but, do. Mike Tomlin, again, is like he is streaking towards never having a losing season as a head coach. And I don't think he's a great head coach, but the results matter. speak just, for themselves. <laughs> they, it's unbelievable what they are able to do time and again. Every Really, it is. Um, he doesn't get the respect he deserves for what he's done and he doing. He does not. He does not. He got too much crap for a while for getting there and not being able to get over the hump. But what he's not done is gotten enough love for always being relevant and competitive, which is pretty impressive in an NFL that is now geared towards mediocrity too often than not parody and everyone just being caught in the slog the in the middle. Uh, all right. So we'll keep tabs on this the remainder of the season. Anytime anything happens with another team. And affects the New England Patriots and their possible draft pick. We'll, of course, highlight it on the Six Rings podcast here on Breaking Boston and beyond. And each and every Tuesday, we whip around the league and tell you what's up, where it's going, who we like, and whatnot as well. Six weeks remain on the season. So there's a chance for six more games of the year with other teams. And there's also six more games that we sadly kind of hope the New England Patriots will lose so that they can take Caleb Williams and start the reboot of the franchise. All right. For Hart, for Producer Coop, for Fitzy, this has been Breaking Boston. Have yourself a Tuesday. Don't forget Six Rings and Football Things podcast coming up later with grades, uh, more reactions, and God knows what about the Patriots. And it is Giving Tuesday, so instead of just being Andy Hart and giving everyone hell, reach out and give to a charity, a cause, or something that you care about today. And then, then you can also give people hell, but give to the others that need it more first.